Blog Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing, share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, We are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao, in India, Namaste, in Japan, Konnichiwa, in Korea, Annyeonghaseyo, in Russia, Zrastutsye, in Germany, Guten Tag, in Poland, Dzień in France, bonjour, in Spain, hola, in Italy, ciao, in Egypt, Athen wasata, in Ghana, aklava, in Nigeria, peleo, in South Africa, saubona, in Senegal, nangadet, in Kenya, jambo, in Israel, shalom, in Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Palestine, and Saudi Arabia. Assalamu alaikum. and may peace be upon you all. Join us live on the On Air Radio Network. Call 727-731-5192. We want to talk to you.
transportation services, child care services, whatever you're selling, they need to buy. We're your media. Just follow this link. And tomorrow, you can sit back and relax at home while your business is making you money. Grand Rising, and thank you all for joining us on this Wednesday edition of the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. I'm Naima Latif, and today we're going to be talking about a topic that is one of my favorites, even though it might sound a little bit ghoulish, me saying so, but we're talking about preparing for your transition and what you need to do with your loved ones so that it's an easy process. It's something that we tend not to want to talk about because of our cultural fears around what we perceive as death. But not handling it causes more problems simply because if we don't prepare, we leave our loved ones in a mess. And this isn't what we want to do. So we've got a special guest today who is a certified senior advisor. Brenda Sharif, who is prepared to help us through the process so that we may infect our loved ones in a way that's helpful. We're going to take a quick break and come back, and we'll be joined with our co-host, Kareem Hamid, and our American Muslim 360 family, and we want to hear from you. Give us a call. And as always, We want you to participate in this discussion because it's all about you. It's the process of preparing for that which is inevitable, our return from whence we came. And regardless of what you may believe, the fact is no one gets out of this physical life alive, as they say, or maybe we do, but just in another form. So whatever it is, we need to prepare our loved ones for that process so that they are not in chaos. So we'll be right back after this quick break. So we want you to stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be back with our guest, Bryn Sharif, and our co-host, Kareem Hamid. So stay with us. I'm Barbara, I'm Cheryl, and I'm Naima. We're three black moms. And in case you didn't notice the resemblance, we're also three sisters. We're going to be coming to you every week, sharing our successes and our mistakes as we navigate our lives as moms, wives, sisters, daughters, and of course, black women in today's world. We'll talk about it all. Race, politics, religion, economics, culture, and we'll take a look at everything from whether or not to use corporal punishment to how do you teach your children about sex. Look for our upcoming book, Growing Up Charles. It's a personal story about our lives growing up in Maple Park on Chicago South Radio. I'm Barbara. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Please hold and you will be able to listen to the show. 
I saw you trusting each other, too. And subscribe to our YouTube channel, Three Black Moms. And we are back. You're listening to and watching the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. I'm Naima Latif, and we're so excited because we get a chance to educate today. And this is what we do to let people know is that can make their life easier. So before we bring on our guest, we want to just take a look at a few things that may, in fact, affect our choices when it comes to the end of life. There's often the assumption, of course, that if we are old, then we need to prepare. But we know that the end can come at any time. And so we can't just assume that it only happens after we become seniors. Today, a certified senior advisor lets us know that the preparation process needs to happen right now because your transition could happen right now from any unexpected means. We see today so many people getting on the Internet with GoFundMe pages because they didn't have an insurance policy. And we see families fighting over assets because it was not discussed who would get what and who's responsible for what. We see property lost because people aren't preparing their children for how to handle the management of the homes they worked so hard to finally pay for. All of these things can make life a hell if we don't prepare for our transition. So I'm going to bring on our guest to give you a little bit of an insight, first of all, about her qualifications as a senior, a certified senior advisor, and some of the things you need to think about, even if you're not yet what's considered senior. So welcome, Brenda Sharif. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Female Solution Global Radio TV show. And good morning to all of my friends on Female Solution. Thank you so very much, Naima and Tareen, for allowing me to be with you this morning. And all of the people that are looking at us this morning and listening to us this morning, uh, the topic that we're going to discuss today is something culturally we have a difficult time in addressing. But as you just said, no one gets out of life alive, and it is inevitable. And there is a uh, old saying, uh, you must plan, as they say. When you have failures, it's not because it's just a failure, but you fail to plan. And so you, we spend more time planning for vacations and for weddings and other life events but we don't plan for that end of life. And it's not just, if, if, if we look at it globally, we lose more money 
as a result of not planning in our community than anyone other than black folks could ever take from us. We lose tens of millions of dollars every year to our community because of lack of planning. And so I am here to share with you those things that you may want to do, you may want to consider, and I have a, uh, for those of you that want to call in, I'm going to send you something. Love Talk Radio. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Please hold and you will be able to listen to the show. So that's what I plan to do. Uh, A little bit about my qualifications. I was widowed very young. My husband died uh, when he was 44, and that's been 40 years ago. In fact, 44 years ago, to be exact. He died in 1980. And at that time, I was a young woman. Now I'm an old woman. But I was a young woman at that time, and we were ill-prepared for him leaving. 44 is a very young age. And so that is what got me into industry of helping prepare people. And uh, as they say, once burned, twice shy. I would not want any other person to have to go through what I went through of what you don't know. In our community, there's an adage that says, uh, what you don't know can't hurt you, a la contraire. Everything that has ever hurt me in life has been because I didn't know. And scripture reminds us, for lack of knowledge, my people perish. Now, that is a truth. So in preparing, it is how do you protect your assets? How do you assure income is protected? And guess what? There's a tool. Uh, At one time, I was a certified financial planner. And as a certified financial planner, I help families to understand how to obtain, maintain, and sustain their wealth. And this is uh, something that insurance does. Insurance is the Swiss Army knife of any family's financial planning. And that is what we're going to talk about today. Uh, Many of us have life insurance. That's good. And the life insurance generally prepares us if, in fact, there's a loss of income, Uh, Life insurance is also for the living. And why do I say life insurance is for the living? Life insurance is for the living because it benefits those that are living. It is provided by those that see the need for some financial uh, assistance in the future if they're not there, but they too if they outlive that reason. Many people have set insurance policies up specifically for education for their children. And when their children have reached their age of, uh, you know, they're already out of college, no need to have that college fund anymore. That's when it becomes a part of your retirement, where you can then draw from that. 
um, in critical situations where people have received diagnosis that indicate their lives are um, uh, impacted by adversely by uh, disease or some life-threatening condition, uh, that insurance policy can actually be sold in the market as a viatical. And that means that whatever the value of that insurance policy that you have, you can uh, sell that on the open market and part of those funds of the face value you can use like right now. What we don't know, the whole new world is an upstairs story. So if any of you have any questions, I'm here to answer them. Um, and Naima, is there, um, do you have any questions or how can people call in? Is there a phone number that they can use? Well, of course, uh, they can call in. Uh, we're on three different radio networks, so they can call in 727-731-5192. And they can call in 515-605-9325. And we also are connected to the American Muslim 360 channel. And our co-host will be joining us in a moment. And that number is 515-605-9891. Of course, all of those are on your screen, but we're going to make sure that we repeat them for those who are listening. And we do have some callers on the switchboard now that have some questions. So we're going to give them an opportunity to ask a question, and then we'll take a break and bring in our co-host. One question I have before we get to our our uh, callers on the line. There are a lot of families who put off things like uh, wills and so forth. They're afraid they can't afford a lawyer and all of that. There are a lot of families that get their property tied up in probate because they don't have any paperwork to designate who is going to be responsible for the house. You know, and if they haven't, if you've got a family with a number of siblings, this is where you end up with conflict because people are fighting over who is going to inherit the property. So when would you say people should have that discussion with their family? I know uh, sometimes when you've got a senior that is going through Alzheimer's or, or some other mentally debilitating illness, they're not in a position to make decisions. I know wills often start off with, you know, I being sound mind and body, do bequeath, blah, 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 whatever. You know, they, they state that they're of sound mind. But when should we start having that conversation? Do we wait until our senior person uh, is no longer of sound mind? Do we have that conversation as soon as we marry, as soon as we have a child, as soon as uh, we have assets? When do we have that conversation with our family about what should happen after our transition? As soon as a person is legally responsible, and in the state of Illinois, that would be at 18, mm. I have a goddaughter that just experienced the uh, tragic uh, death of her son. And 
we don't think of our, our children leaving before we do. However, it does happen. Accidents happen. Illnesses happen. Uh, and so it's not just old age. That is not, that is not the reality. So anyone has uh, reached a age of maturity where the parents are no longer responsible for them, that is the appropriate time. There's a saying that says, now is the appropriate time. So whatever the now is from uh, 26 to 126 is now the appropriate time. And you mentioned something that is very, very important, Naima, and that is what happens when seniors get older and there is uh, dementia that will set in, that they're no longer of sound mind. That is problematic. So the sooner, the better. And in our community, we are disproportionately affected by everything. And dementia is one of those things that is dis that disproportionately affects our community. And so we want to get POAs, uh, uh, which will allow both for medical as well as for the physical. So it's a physical, which would be the medical, which is and POA. Excuse me, I. I don't like people to use initials and you don't know what it is. POA is a power of attorney. And there are, are several types, but basically we're talking about a, a medical power of attorney, which means someone has responsibility. If you're not able to speak for yourself, they, you are empowering them to make decisions on your behalf. The other is a power of attorney that is for your physical, your, your, your excuse me, your fiscal uh, uh, information. That's your bank accounts, what to do with your property, cars, uh, boats, uh, whatever. That is a uh, power of attorney where you are in charge of the, that person's finances. These are very to work with uh, uh, several lawyers, one lawyer specific that is that we can help you draw up these documents and um, make it a lot easier should an episode occur. Mm, that makes sense. Well, let me take a caller before we take a break, and we're going to go to 773-483 and then 312 Six three two. If we don't get to you before the break, we'll take you right after the break. Uh, 773-483. Grand Rising, thank you for joining us. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your question or comment for our guest, Brand Cherie. Yes, good morning. This is uh, Kofi James. <clears throat> Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Thank you so much for calling, Kofi James. And uh, yeah. question for our guest regarding preparing your loved ones for your transition. Well, I used to uh, work at Money Financial uh, Life Insurance, so I do understand the the, um, the need for that. Uh, but I mean, there's a lot of situations where a lot of people don't like to share their their financial information with the children. 
because it sets mm-hmm. off a different type of it, it sets off a, dis, a different type of relationship uh, where you have children uh, actually um, murdering their parents for the for the um, for the financial benefit. Um, one of the person I met one time, he had his um, his, his his finances. He he uh, willed it to a charity, and the other half he willed it to his children. And they asked him why did he do that. He said because the charity is actually over my will, so my children will inter- intercede and you know, start a different type of relationship with me. Uh, so uh, that's very important that you do have someone um, in position to control the will and not the family or the children because that's when a lot of hostility uh, happens. And, you know, you have to pick and choose. Okay, well, I'll choose my son or I'll choose my daughter. You're going to be uh, the head over this will. You know what I mean? And so uh, that's my question is, uh, I think you mentioned that, but selecting a, uh, a headship to, um, to rake out the wheel, you know, to be, to be in the head so you won't have those collisions of family. Um, that, and, it, and it's very that's hard. That's a very good it's very hard. It's very hard in the black community. The black community is one of the most secretive, I call it agencies. That the elders, some there's so many secrets. <clears throat> you know, when people die, you find out everything about them. You know, and there's just so many secrets that we keep each other. We keep each other down. Well, you know, Koofy, that the point that you raised, I, I want to give our, our our guests a chance to address that because it is an issue of trust and secrecy and you're right there are people who <laughs> you don't find out until they they pass away they have whole families somewhere and, and that creates such a mess people won't talk about things they won't tell you even things like what kind of insurance policies they have again like you said re- the really the reality out of fear and distrust so friend where the, where does that come from culturally why are we First of all, distrusting of family members, and and second of all, what do we do when we've got you know sibling rivalry that extends into adulthood? Where if you put one child as an executor, then that's going to create resentment to the other child, and then you have these lifelong feuds. I've seen it happen in families that I thought never would have fallen apart. How do we address the trust factor? Well. Uh, trust is something that is earned. Mm. In the earning of that trust, I uh, I hear what you're saying, and I do know that there are these horrible, these horror stories that we hear all the time. But trust is something earned. So if you are a mama, a daddy, a sister, or a brother, you need to work on your relationships and relationships. We we often have these books on building relationships in the business world. We really need to work on building our relationships among our family, our immediate family, our extended family, our neighborhood. 
relationships, trust is there. And how do you do that? Uh, there used to be an old adage that said, it takes a friend to have a friend, you've got to be a friend. So you have to begin trusting other people so that they then know that they can trust you, your children. You have to know that your children, let your children know that you trust them. And that is something that uh, is uh, individual relationship by relationship. And uh, if you, if we really want to get to a spiritual perspective, uh, in all thy ways you would acknowledge the God in me. Salutes yeah. and acknowledges the God in you. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And for parents who another, are, are... Another... Another question I had is, what if you sat down with your children and told them what they were going to get, the stakes that they were going to get, and actually, this is a real good question, I think, actually, how are you going to remember me if I pass? Mm, what would that That's a do? good question. What would you do? Yeah, what I give to you, that's developing that trust. What would you do to acknowledge me? Mm. You know, we're going to we're gonna uh, take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to have our guests answer that because that's something that perhaps families should do. Have that, have that one-on-one discussion with each of their children so that you can get a gauge of maybe what you've planted in them. We'll be right back. We're going to take a quick break, and if you're listening online and want to join this conversation, you can give us a call, 515-605-9325, and press 1. And, of course, if you join us on our on-air radio network, call in 727-731-5192 because we want to talk to you. And we'll be right back after this quick break. So stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be back in just one moment. So stay with us. Hi, this is Sharon Alexander. And I'm Naima Latif. Meet people like you who are making a positive difference in the world. Watch us every day on the Media Connection at www.youtube.com slash the Media Connection TV. YouTube it. Hi, I'm Naima. And if you're watching this, that means you're 4.6 billion people from around the world for using an electronic device. So, these times, People are using the internet. Friends, neighbors, family members, over. People are on their cell phones all day long. Now, if you're in business, that is great. Great. All you need is a medium. Somebody to connect you to an audience. And that's why I'm talking. We produce programs. Our audience members are people who shop. They buy clothes, food, beauty supplies, cleaning supplies, home repair, transportation services, child care services. Whatever you're selling, they need something. We're your media. Just follow this link. And tomorrow, 
want to live in a world without war? Join our global peace movement. Heavenly Culture World Peace Restoration of Life transcends culture, religion, ideology, and other boundaries to achieve peaceful harmony in the global society. HWPL is committed to bringing world peace and cessation of war through peaceful dialogue between religious groups. I am Director Shin Suk Kim of the HWPL Chicago branch of North America. Join us for our next gathering. Call 773-580-1501 and be a part of the movement for world peace. Email us at chicagohwpl at gmail.com. Oh, man. God sent the monthly sun bill today. This sunlight is really expensive, especially during this season. I'll probably have to work overtime to pay it. Well, you better pay it on time. We don't want the sun to go out and we're sitting up here all day in the dark. Wouldn't it be terrible if God charged us for sunlight? Well, thank God, the light and heat from the sun is free. So why are we paying such high bills for the energy we use in our homes? Because we don't know how to use solar energy, the free energy from the sun. You can convert your regular home to a solar energy home and save tremendously on your electric bill. Take a look at your electric bill. Wouldn't you like to reduce or possibly even eliminate that cost altogether? Let one of our solar consultants show you how. Call today, 312-849-3456 and schedule a free consultation. That's 312-849-3456.
And what we realized is that Executive Director for and as a result, Community Wise Sure with God's name and mercy benefactor and merciful for Redeemer. We are so, openly acknowledging uh, that God is one, the that break. there are absolutely no partners with God. And uh, that Prophet Muhammad what about if you upon him sit is a your children down? The one God. Through and this example, we are have that conversation. in this time, 450 years beyond what the time think? of enslavement if, in here fact, in the United States of America. Proactively and from the mercy get, of the Almighty, we stand to the human family that Juneteenth is a reminder of what once was that would, and that how we can take a stand and be a contributing factor yes. to the human family and for the best of humanity. Sure. Continuing to strive with the excellence that our foreparents stood with and for many who lost their lives because they chose not to be subdued and treated inhumane. Juneteenth, again, is as a soul arising by the mercy of the one God. Person that is direct rather than indirect, and sometimes that happens, that indirect happens, if there is dementia or there's a sudden death or Yeah, I actually I'm going through that right now with my daughter. She's 18, and I told her about the family land, the, the family land that we have. Yeah. And and she can you hear me. Oh yes. Oh yeah. He was. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, my daughter. He was saying that he's going through this right now. Yeah, I was telling my daughter about the the family land that we have. 
And she's like, I don't care about that. I don't need that, you know. So it lets me know that she's not the one who will executive that, you know. Uh, I, you know, maybe she's a little young now at 18. 18 may not be the the age to tell someone about what they're going to inherit. Uh, if they're not mature enough, uh, maybe I'll try again in a couple of years. But I think that if you have, I got an inheritance, and my grandfather put somebody else over executive outside the family over the his heir, so there would not be infighting. We had to go through. We had to go through one individual, and that's my question to you. Uh, instead, instead of choosing someone in your family to be the would it be a good idea to go outside and choose a, a, an agency or individual to, to executive your, your 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 stuff? Because they, now now your family has to be accountable to someone else, and that's actually protecting your you're protecting yourself from your family maybe setting up an accident to get you you know to to murder you. You know what I mean? I'm this is real talk. We're talking like this, so you might as well talk trust, about it. You don't you don't want your family you don't you don't want your family to murder you for your for your for your wealth. So now <laughs> if you put someone out well, you know if you put someone I'm sorry, we're that, talking that, about that, life that, like really huh? I tried to work with the <laughs> Yes. And and could be I Yes, absolutely. Well, well you know <laughs> and, and 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 so Prayerfully, you don't fall in that 20%. And I don't even think it's 20%. Yeah. I, I, it's probably a 98 uh, or 99 point something percent. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I try to stay as close to what is going to be the experience of the majority of us, the overwhelming majority of us. Yes. And, and thank you for, for the the, uh, the question, Koofy, because I think yes. there are probably a lot of families that are going through that right now uh, because you need to have that conversation, especially if you have a senior who is about to transition and they've got property and you have siblings and some that are responsible and some that are not. And sometimes you have to make a decision as to who you think is going to be responsible among your children. Uh, the, the the fear of, of, you know, children doing in their parents because they're going to get some some assets or some money. If you have that fear, that you 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 have problems that have been going on quite a while, and a whole lot deeper than just inheriting a house. <laughs> so you need to be th- in therapy right now. Yes, trust like is that. everything, and that's what I've shared. We have to build that trust, and your children trusting you, you trusting your children, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. There are. Um, uh, extenuating circumstances, I'm sure, and so that is why you would have someone other than the the children to become the executives of your estate. Yes. Uh, the infighting, many times, and this is my own personal, this is me, I'm not saying this is for everyone, but it has been my experience that wills are not necessarily the best instrument Mm -hmm. for succession planning. 
And the reason for that is that wills can be contested and trust cannot. Once you establish the trust, you as the person that has it, you can make changes in it as long as you're living. And once that decision is made, once that has been documented and has been publicly, publicly recorded and what they call funded by whatever those assets are that you're passing along, mm -hmm. there's no contest. Whereas with wills where you bequeath something, you can have people that come into court and then it will yeah. be left up to a judge to determine who's right, who's wrong, who gets what, and that outcome can be way off center of what your desires had been. Absolutely. So that's, you know, consult your attorney by, and, and wills make money for attorneys. Yeah. <laughs> because you end up going, and yeah. it makes money for the state yeah. because you've got to go through probate. Yes. And so, you know, it, it, it's a choice. Yeah. But get legal advice on that. Those are issues. Uh, oftentimes when we do have that talk, and I want to, and especially for mothers, I don't see this as much for fathers, but especially for mothers, and when she has several children, there's mm. always a child that, may not have done as well mm -hmm. as the as their siblings. Mm -hmm. And so the mother then feels that something that they're leaving behind, they need to leave something behind for Pookie. Yeah. Because everyone else has homes, everyone else has cars, and Pookie ain't got nothing. In fact, Pookie might be living in the basement on Mama's couch mm. still. At 45. Mm -hmm. Don't leave it to Pookie. Don't leave it to Pookie. Because you're, 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 Pookie has already shown that he is not responsible. So it's, why would you give more to someone who can't manage what they have? There you go. Yeah. Have something set aside for Pookie. But don't leave him your property. Mm, I've seen that because, mistake too. Ooh, yeah, I've seen that mistake. Pookie doesn't understand, has not governed his life, mm -hmm. as they say, that's like casting swir uh, swine before pearls, as they say. <laughs> a pearl before swine, right. <laughs> yes, yes. You don't want to leave right. it to Pookie. Give, leave something for Pookie, but don't leave him the majority of what you have, thinking that it will help to make him on level with his siblings. Mm. That's a hard that's a hard choice because I have seen so many people make that decision. All the other children are successful, but then you've got the one that couldn't quite finish school, couldn't quite keep a job, you know, in debt, living in the basement on your or you know, and and can't quite get his life together. And you're thinking, well, okay, if I give this one the a leg up, then their life will be better. But you're not realizing everybody's manifesting their level of responsibility already. And if this person already shown that they cannot manage themselves, why would you give them more? It's like, like you say, like 
throwing pearls before swine, somebody who can't appreciate it, can't manage it, couldn't manage what they did have, and will probably squander it, and you're going to create a lot of resentment among the other children as they watch this happening. And I see so many families go through that. We got another caller here. I'm going to take seven, uh, seven, four, one. Your mic is open. Give us your name where you're calling from and your question or comment for our guest, Brent Sharif. Uh, and good morning to you, uh, Naima. Actually, this is Martha Nyla calling from St. Louis, Florida. And I, we've been trying to connect our stations together. Yes. Alhamdulillah. Uh, so I, that's, that's my purpose of calling because I was going back and forth, so I did not get to appreciate the entire message. Uh, but that's uh, Kareem was wanting your number to call in, so I tiled into the show. And I'm now connecting. So, alhamdulillah, if you can either leave that open or call in so you won't so have that to is dial in. Okay. Okay, so now is your phone now connecting us? So are they able to hear us through through your line? Kareem, Kareem can, can you acknowledge? Yes, yes. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, yes, we can, can yeah, hear we you. Well, thank you so much, Martha Nyla, always here to save the day. We appreciate you so much. Yes, on Wednesdays, we're connected with American Muslim 360 channel, so we're broadcasting live from both channels. And today we're having some serious audio issues with, with schools and everything. So, you know, I'm working freakishly behind the scenes to try to fix it. So thank you so much because we definitely want to hear the wisdom and get get your uh Listeners also up to speed. Our guest today is certified senior advisor Brent Sharif, and we've been talking about one of my favorite topics: uh, preparing for your transition. But of course, there there's the business end of it, and there's the practical reality that families have to face. And we've been talking about the process of making sure your paperwork is in order. And often it's a thing that families will hesitate to address because culturally our our fears about death and our our misunderstandings about what it means to transition out of this body and then our distrust of each other, standing that it's best to know things, you know, so it's not telling the children where the insurance policy is or not discussing you know, the, the whose name is on the deed of the house or, you know, any of those things that they need to know at an early age. And and then parents sometimes make the mistake of hitting their children against each other, maybe unknowingly, but if you've got civil, civil, sibling rivalry going on since childhood and you've allowed it to fester and grow into adulthood, it's going to be very difficult to do the thing that our guests just advised, which is to sit down with your children and have that conversation and actually prepare them so that they understand what's going to happen and what you would like to happen, not just with your assets, but the whole process of who's going to be responsible for handling the business of your transition and who's going to be responsible for managing the property that you have and how it's going to be divided, having that conversation. And, you know, one of our callers brought out the fact that distrust, people fighting, people greedy, and it can bring out the dark side sometimes when there's a lot of money involved. Uh, it's an interesting, I'm going to tell you a story a little later on about about a family that 
was fighting over the assets. But that's that's been the conversation, and certainly if you've got listeners on the line that want to chime in or ask questions, uh, you know, we'll welcome their input. And we want people after this show to feel comfortable in having that conversation because it's necessary. If you don't have it, then you're asking your family to descend into chaos when you transition, and it can create wounds that never heal. I've seen it happen. And so we want people to be prepared. Be ye ever so prepared. You never know the day or the hour. Absolutely. And so it uh, not only this planning for that that great getting up day in the morning time, meaning when we actually transition. But we need to be prepared. The truth of the matter is many of us are going to live and need to have some type of help, some type of assistance. Uh, Naima and I both have mothers that are aged. Mm-hmm. And those are those times when who is going to take care of you? How is that provision going to be done? These are things that you need to talk about now. Absolutely. You, you, you need to you talk do. about these things now. As yeah. they say, don't push them under the rug because somebody's going to trip and fall. <laughs> That's get, a good one. Get, get it. Get it, get it all out, breathe, sit it on the middle of the table, and and look at it. And as I said, I have this guide that is sort of like the icebreaker. Mm. It's my life, my wishes. This is something that can be an invaluable tool to help you. It's a guide to help you sit down with your family so that you know what will happen, when it will happen, how it will happen, who's going to do it, and how the funds are going to be there for it. These mm-hmm. are things that you need to do now. And um, I ask you, give me a call, 773-819-1700, and I can get this out to you. And if you need help with that, hey, I can I'm I'm someone that can help with breaking that ice and getting it all smoothed out. We don't want any trips. We don't want any slips. We want it to be tight and we want it to be right. Absolutely. And we're going to put that number on the screen for those who are watching and we're going to repeat it for those who are listening because you really do need to have that that guide. And as you said, we, we both are at the stage of our lives where we're taking care of an elderly parent and my father, who transitioned back in 2000, one of the last things he said to me was, take care of mom. And I have two older siblings, but, of course, they're living in other states. And, you know, their families, their homes, everything, they're settled where they're at. It was just kind of understood that because I stayed here in Chicago, I was going to be the one to take care of our mother. But you have to you have, to have that discussion if you've got more than one sibling, if you've got if there's more than one child, you need to have that discussion among the siblings early 
so that you don't end up throwing your parent in a home because nobody made time in their in their lives or, or their families. Now, in some cultures, it's already understood, okay, the oldest son, him and his wife, they're going to be the one to take care of our mom and dad. So we don't have that natural designation. And then what happens if you don't have, you know, a child or, or you've got several or whatever the case may be? We don't have a natural succession of who takes care of the parents in our family structure. So it ends up being by default, you know, whoever's unmarried or still at the house or, you know, doesn't have any children or whatever the case is, it's not decided on purpose. And sometimes the person that ends up being there may or may not be the best one. Like you say, Pookie that's living in the basement, you know, because, you know, his relationship didn't work and, and he don't have a job. So he ends up the one taking care of mom, but he's really in the in the basement getting high all the time. He's not really taking care of mom, you know. And so he ends up doing it by default because everybody else is going on with their lives. But is that the conscious choice that the family wanted to make? And 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 then, you know, eventually when we realize mom is being neglected, then you know the other siblings decide, well, we just have to put her in a home. So. At what point, well, we got to take another break, but when we come back, we'll take a look at at what point should siblings start having that discussion about who's going to take care of our elderly parents. Now is the appropriate time. Mm. A stitch in time saves nine. Absolutely. An ounce of suspension is worth a ton of cure. Absolutely. now is the appropriate time. Yes. No better time than now. No better time than now. We're going to come back and, and talk about what are some of the words you need to use and maybe which one of you needs to call that family meeting to 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 have that right now discussion, especially you want to do it before someone is ill, before there's a problem. You want to already know once, like you're saying, when you reach adulthood, 18, you need to start having those discussions about who's going to be responsible for our parents when they reach that age where they need help. So we'll be right back after this quick break. So we want you to stick and stay. Don't stray away. And we've got another caller on the line. And, Kareem, please let us know if you've got a caller on your line as well. We want to make sure we make it clear on what you need to do to prepare for your loved one's transition. We'll be right back after this Got yes, right. We have one caller on the AM360 board after this break, inshallah. Okay, we'll, we'll come to your we'll come to your uh, switchboard after the break. So stay with us.
our audience members are people who they buy clothes, food, beauty supplies, cleaning supplies, home repair, transportation services, child care services, whatever you're selling, they need money. We're your media. Just follow this link, and tomorrow you can sit back and relax at home while your business Making you money. Is Monday morning a struggle to get out of bed into the swing of things? Well, don't worry, you are not alone. Join us for thought provoking, stimulating, and mindful conversations on higher learning with Zelda Speaks for your Monday morning mindfulness sessions on Blog Talk Radio, The Female Solution. Mondays, 7.30 until 9 a.m. Be sure and send your ideas, thoughts, comments, and suggestions. Also, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, visit zeldaspeaks.com and send us your info. We'd love to have you. Experience mindfulness moments with the mindfulness slash stress relief coach, Zelda Speaks. And thanks for sharing the mindfulness moment tip of the day. Stay on purpose, stay empowered, and stay tuned to your next session of Mindfulness on Higher Learning with Zelda Speaks. Make it a mindful day. And thanks for listening. Join me and my co-host, Kareem Hamid, every Wednesday morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on the Female Solution Radio Show as we explore that relationship that is the foundation for our society, the relationship between men and women, husbands and wives. Join our discussion as we seek to repair broken family ties and rebuild our community. Listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com slash the-female-solution. Call in and comment 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to our host. Or you can join us live on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash thefemalesolution. And we are back. You're listening to and watching the Female Solution Global Radio TV and show. we are back. You're listening to Uh-oh. and watching Sorry. the Female Solution. <laughs> Sorry. And as always, we appreciate your participation. Call in 515-605-9325 or 515-605-9991. Unmuted. 
We've got callers on the AM360 line. So we'll go to that switchboard, and then we'll come back and take 312-632 after that. So go right ahead with your caller. Okay. 706-627. Please state your name and where you're calling from, please. Assalamu alaikum. This is Brother Muhammad from the Ummah of Prophet Muhammad, by the way, of Columbus, Georgia. And I pray a lot of short minutes that I'm going to be here that you, uh, I won't get interrupted because this is such a beautiful, serious topic. In a family, using the example, say there's five people in a family. The mother and father is, is of a Christian. The uh, kids are, haven't found their way yet. You might, and then you have one who's a Muslim, and then you have uh, a two more maybe who are just still haven't found their way yet. And the, one of the parents is, is, is about to, uh, uh, to pass them here by a law commission. And, and wants to have this family meeting. You know, you open the family meeting up first, Bob, by letting the parents them let them know that they know what each and every one of their kids is doing that has been revealed to them. And the responsibility of who's going to be the executor of the family, when I, when the father is talk, talking now, he said, when I leave what's in my will, not, my, not your mother's will, but my will, what I want to leave to the family and how it be taken care of, I'm basing it according to what I believe is best for my family. And so I want it to be honored that way. Then when everybody look at their own level of understanding uh, based upon their belief or whatever it might be, they should be able to say, I am able to do this, I am able to do that, because what I believe will restrict me to certain things I can't take the responsibility of, Daddy. But I will be a supporter of it of whoever is left in charge to some of the major things that you're going to leave to us to manage and carry on as a family legacy. Now, if there's a Muslim in that family, that that Muslim family member knows this much. Every human being on this earth, Almighty God Allah has left them the understanding of inheritance because we inherit the earth, and we have to defend this, this inheritance against Satan. Who's going to use people? He's going to use people to interfere with their responsibility of making sure everyone gets freedom, justice, equality, and fairness in all of their affairs with each other. If they uh, come to sure or come to a consensus on it, so the Muslim child knows. Okay, my father wants to hear blah blah. As he go down the list, the Muslim child should be trying his or her best to explain the limitations that might be on them according to the Quran and how they cannot do this, they can't do not this, because they've been, we've been told not to do, do try to monitor or, or direct people's affairs uh, that's, that's, that's in their belief, because we're not going to let them do, do that to us. Because a lot of them obey those in authority over you, as we all know, even if it's your parents. He said don't obey them, but keep up the kinship, keep up the responsibility to the things that keep you together as a family. You're you're looking at someone that lived through this. Um, I was in a mixed marriage. I happened to be a Christian, and during uh, like Ramadan and the high holy days of the Islamic faith, I did hold our household. However, when my husband died. Many in his family did not, were not a part of 
they had not found their way, let me just put it that way. And they did not understand and did not want to do that. So being a, uh, my husband had a, a, a cerebral hemorrhage and it was just gone at 44. And I was young at the time and uh, he was like, what, 14 years my senior. And just for peace, just for peace, I let his siblings carry out the services, which were done in their belief and not in his belief. And that does happen. There, he had expressed no wishes. There's been nothing expressed. That's why you need to get this planner. You need to sit down with your family, not only your nuclear family, but your extended family, your, your, and at that time his father was even living, and parents, let them know. If you're over 18 and you are self-determining, now is the appropriate time. Yes, that, that's, that's a uh, good testimony because a lot of parents, a lot of families, you know, you have mixed marriage. I mean, you have people of, of different faiths, and if you have a family member that feels like, well, my my way is the right way, and, and, and maybe they converted to this thing or maybe they're following this thing, but, you know, in order, I'm going to make sure they get to heaven, so I'm going to do the, the, the service. I'm going to do it the way that, that I know God wants. You, know, you, you have that, you know. So if you don't designate while you're still above ground what you want to happen, that can really be an ugly situation. My husband and I, we discussed that thoroughly because, you know, we've we've got, you know, a, a family of different faiths, and you could very easily have someone override what your spouse would have wanted if your spouse never puts it in writing and maybe you you the spouse you know they want this but then they've got siblings who say well when are we going to do it this way because this is what's right and it could you know and so you know if you've got two clashing wills you know a, it's a mel of a head yes it's a mel of a head uh, is that that impacted, i.e., the spouse? That is, you know, you're going through all kinds of things, and so you yeah. have to kind of pick your fight. You do. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. You have to pick your fight. You do. And so, yeah. I mean, you you, you came because there was nothing. There was nothing. Nothing in writing. Nothing said. I could say. Do you see this? Yes, you and know, give us that though, give us that number again. No. Give us that number uh, that we can uh, get that document. What is the uh, the number is seven seven three eight one nine one seven zero zero seven seven three eight one nine one seven zero zero so that you can get your planner. This is an icebreaker. Sometimes we need a roadmap when we get ready to go on a trip. And when you're getting ready to not only go on a trip, you're getting ready to trip some people out 
what it is that you want for your final wishes. And so this will give you a guide. It's like having an agenda in a meeting. You Minister Robert Floyd. Everywhere off the road. This will keep you focused and prayerfully get you to your destination. This is all about you. Yeah. And that's what you have to remember. It's not about anybody else. This is all about you. You can afford to be selfish at this time. What you want, when you want it, how you want it. Now, in addition, even though I'm saying this is for your final services, you really need to do this before that. Yeah. Because you can have illnesses where you're disabled. Uh, Some people get dementia. You need to have this done ASAP. This is not to put off for tomorrow. And you can always change it. And that's why they say they put erasers on pencils. So that you can <laughs> change your mind. What you put down, you can change your mind. But at least have something established. At least have something established. It makes it so much easier. I have been part of, of my father. When he made this transition, he had a long-term illness. It was so easy. He had already stated what he wanted, how he wanted it, where he wanted it. And it was just, it made it, even though we were grieving, it was so much easier because we didn't have to guess. Yeah. We knew. Right. And my father did the same thing before the last time he went into the hospital. He sat down with me, this whole big book of all of his documents and everything, what he wanted, wanted the military flag because he had been a veteran, all of that. So when you do that, I mean, you really are relieving your family of a certain amount of grief because they don't have to squabble over what you want or guess what you want. It's already done. You remove the stress. And that's the, that's the greatest gift you can give to your family. Take away the stress of planning your funeral and, and carrying out your wishes. Make it known early so that there's no doubt and and let your family know where your documents are, your life insurance policies, your you know your somebody's everybody somebody should have access to your bank account i mean if you've got if you've got a bank account and you're not sharing it with anybody you don't have anybody else's name on it it can it can be a real hassle trying to get for them to try to get what should be coming to them. My suggestion is to put another person on each of your bank accounts so that somebody can access your money without having to go through a lot of hassle and produce a whole lot of documentation. you got to trust, like one of our callers, you got to trust. Yes. Trust people enough to give them access to your bank account while you're still alive so that in an emergency, anything can happen. You go into a coma, anything, and you need access to your money. And somebody needs to be able to do that. Uh, if there's some takeaways, this is not only for that final getting up day in the morning, fare thee well, fare thee well, but for the living, yes. accidents do happen. They do happen. And so you need to have a you need to have two power of attorney, mm. or you just as one. You have a POA or a power of attorney 
for your medical. Yeah, a medical power of attorney, yes. A medical power of attorney because I want to let you know when you go up to the hospital and you say, well, I'm the daughter or I'm the son or I'm the sister, I'm the brother, short of being a spouse, you have no say. You know, so all... So anyone out there that is unmarried and they've got a brother, sister, or a close friend or whatever, forget it. Without that power of attorney, you are not going to be allowed to make those medical decisions. So you need to get a power of attorney, and it needs to be registered. You know who their doctor is? Take it to them so you know, like, right now, so they know. Okay, that's the power of attorney. That's number one. Be ye ever so prepared. Number two, you need a power of attorney for your finances, for your assets, and that must be publicly registered. You need to publicly register that. So... uh, it, 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 and some banks will not necessarily go to the public records, but you're on record. It mm-hmm. did happen. This was an express wish, and it's called being open and notorious. Yeah. You have told the world, this is what, this is my desire. Mm-hmm. Take the power of attorney to any of your banks. Send the power of attorney to your any of the stock broker companies that you have. Um, Send the power of attorney to any of the pension boards that the person might have. This then says, this is my wish, this is who I want to make decisions as it relates to those assets, those things that I have. This is very important. As they say, an ounce of prevention is worth a ton of cure. And um, I, I can't tell you how much easier it makes it for illnesses or for the inevitable, the, the transition of the person. Yeah. Power of attorneys, and if you need help with that, I work with uh, an attorney. You can reach us at 773-819-1700. We can get these documents prepared for you. And put, as they say, so you can rest easy at night. Yes, that's that's the critical thing. It's your bridge over troubled waters. (laughs) Your bridge over troubled waters. (laughs) Yes, and again, that number's on the screen. Get the planner and and get some advice, 773-819-1700. That's 773-819-1700-1700. You really need to be prepared you know, something that was said about marriage. I think that's a critical point. I've known a number of people who've had live-in, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever the case may be. They might have lived together 10 years or more. And I guess there's sort of like a common law spouse thing. But when it came time for the planning of their transition, the other family did not honor that relationship as having any legal clout. And I've seen a number of things happen. 
the person having to leave the, the home where they have been because they weren't the legal spouse or move out of the apartment or um, not get any of the assets that they helped to buy. And I've seen court messes, you know, all kinds of things. No, we bought this together. No, this isn't yours. This belongs to me. You know, they, you know all of the siblings stepping in. When you don't, I don't care what you might think about marriage, that is a legal document that gives you rights. If you don't have it, you will find you don't have any rights. And you might have stayed with that person 5, 10, 15 years. And everybody knows you all are a couple. But you don't have any rights. Illinois is not a common law state. Mm, Good to know that. Some are common law states. So it's good to know Illinois is not a common law state. So that that living boyfriend, that living girlfriend, that y'all been hanging together forever, and you helped her raise her children, all that's wonderful. But if you don't have papers, you have no rights. And if her family decides that she transitions and you feel like, well, I've been the daddy, but you have no papers, you can't even decide, especially if, and that's another thing, if you have minor children, you need to have things and, in order. And, and, yeah, let me talk about that. Many mothers out of love, and they don't have a spouse, mm-hmm. and they're working. Mm-hmm. Their insurance benefits children down as the beneficiary yeah. because they want their children to benefit. A la contraire, if those children are under 18, mm. If those children are under 18 and that mother makes her transition, guess who gets control? The state. The father of those children. Oh. So all of your insurance. (laughs) Mm -hmm. those things that you really wanted to go to your children will because they're minors and minors cannot hold assets. Mm. So if you're not with the father, what happens? If if the the parents are not, it it doesn't make any difference. He's still the father. if, if, If the child was left as the beneficiary, Mm. Then that response, and the child was a minor, that parent, that other parent, mm. and it worked both ways, male to female, female to male, mm. that other parent, because they are then the one responsible now for that minor, mm-hmm. they get the benefit of that money. Wow. So... You need to place a beneficiary that is someone and then have a trust establishing that person as the guardian for those children should something happen to you. That is, that's a, that's a critical thing, who's that going to be critical. the guardian, and because that needs to be in writing too. You don't want uh, daddy to take the money, and this is how this goes, Mm. Uh, because I've sold insurance, and this has happened. Mm. The mother has made her transition, left her children that were minors on it. Who do you think is going to take care of those children when the mother leaves? The 
fine. The father has not been active in their life. Oh, oh my! Usually, it's the it's the it's the the grandmother, the mama's mama. Mm-hmm. So the daddy gets the gravy. Oh. Can the mama of the mama gets the children? Wow! Wow! That's well. That's why you got to have your business in so order. That's why you need to. Get it in order for sure. We've got a we've got another caller here. We're gonna open the mic. Three one. Act smart. Yeah. Act uh, smart. If it is your mother. I am Andrew Clarence Merrill Nelson. Okay. And I'm the principal of uh, Admiral Nelson Bay Trust. Speaking anecdotally, um, I'm very wise as relates to in the state of Illinois, how to marry and how to estate plan. Uh, My father, Andrew D. Nelson, U.S. Army troubleshooter, that is, uh, was uh, an accountant, a certified public accountant. I'm named after him. I'm the second-born son. You see, you have the heir and you have the spare. I'm the heir. My Older brother, John Duncan Nelson, is the spare. Um, The fact is that whoever would marry me, whom I would accede to marriage, uh, is going to be in a very good spot. That's why the range of ages of women who I um, prospectively could have consorted with range from the age of 15 to about uh, 50 because I understand the law and I understand how the law in the state of Illinois works. Mm. So, you know, you, you brought up a thing also, and thank you for calling. We appreciate your call. Now, another thing that he brought up in terms of marriage and what happens if someone marries uh and this is I've seen this happen where someone will uh someone will and they might be of middle age, they've got older children and then they marry someone who's younger and maybe an ex-wife is no longer of childbearing age, but then they have a younger wife who has children. And so you literally have two families. And, and you know, and I actually experienced this, you know, because I was the, I was the wife that, start, that my husband married after his children had basically were already grown. So you have one family with, one wife, and then you have another family with another wife, and that's a whole other set of connections to family. How do people make sure that there are not issues between the the new family that's been started and the other family when it comes to division of assets because you have an ex and you have current and you have a younger child, 
perhaps. It even might be a, a minor. Uh, so how does how does a and there's there many family situations like that. So how do you make sure that there's not a conflict between the two families? You, 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 you can't you can't assure that there will not be conflict because there may be emotions there based on why that person now has another young family. There could be some raw feelings there from the ex spouse and from those previous children who may be now adults or whatever. You can't cut out the feeling. But yeah. you can clearly delineate what your wishes are. And if you have the complexities of those kind of relations, it is even more important that you have it written down, what you want, how you and it must be a part of a record. It mm. doesn't cost that much to take it down to the Cook County Clerk's Office and become open and notorious with it. That will then give your current family, your current spouse, it will say, this is what Yusef said that he wanted to happen, mm-hmm. and he put it as a part of the public record. So that cuts it out. The worst thing in the world is that you would die in test state, meaning you have died without any legally expressed wishes or desires. Because mm. that is 100% going into probate, and it's like vultures picking at the carcass. I have seen fights where uh, I used to own a title company, and um, we would have uh, issues with uh, many receivers. Uh, we would maybe they would have uh, escrows that would were established to help. Uh, uh, make repairs at buildings, and I mean, I, I can. Uh, the complexities are just absolutely immense. You can't prevent the emotion; that is individually controlled. But you can clearly delineate what is to be done according to the laws that we're governed by. So get that written down, mm. um, and that's very important. One of the things that you had mentioned earlier, Naima, is when Mama and Daddy sit down, tell the children, this is what we want, this is how we're going to do it. And sometimes, and this especially happens more with mothers than with fathers, the mother will take a child to the side and say, uh, you know, I want you to have, when I'm gone, Mama wants you to have the house. Mm. And she may have even done a quit claim deed, and that's, Q-U-I-T, quit the claim, not Q-U-I-C-K, because usually we try to get it, quit it quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a quick claim deed, but at any rate, uh, <laughs> you want to make sure that that quit claim deed is recorded, because oftentimes, and we call those uh, dress the drawer or bureau deeds, where someone will come to a title company, and as I said, I used to own a title company. And they'll say, I need this now recorded. My mama died and she wanted me to have this. Guess what? 
too late. Only mm. things that are done while that person is living can go into effect. And many times people think with the power of attorney, because it says durable, that it lasts beyond their death. When that person dies, that is the end of their power for that person. So don't get caught up in those. Durable pretty much means it's durable as long as the person wants you as the uh, as the power of attorney, and you don't have to go through every time there's something transaction you've got to go back. So, but once they close their eyes, your responsibility as a power of attorney is there. Mm, that's get, important. Get to know. everything recorded. Have it as part of the public. When you sit down and you make that plan, plan your work and work your plan. Plan your work and, and work your plan. Some of the grief out of your bereavement. Mm, that makes sense. Well, we're going to take one last break, and we've got a, another couple of callers on the line. And, Kareem, let us know if you've got uh, comments or if you've got some callers on the line. When we come back, you are listening to and watching the Female Solution Global Radio TV show. I'm Naima Latif, along with our co-host, Kareem Hamid, and our American Muslim 360 family. And we've got some calls on the on-air radio network line. We're going to come to you after the break as well. We're talking to Brent Sharif, who is a certified senior advisor, and we're taking a look at how are you preparing your loved ones for your transition. It is coming, so be prepared. We'll be right back after this last break, so stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be back after this message, so stay with us. dreamed of going to exotic places, meeting fascinating people, enjoying uplifting music, and spending nights in a luxurious hotel. 
Do you look forward to a relaxing vacation where you can walk along the beach or sit in a quiet park and enjoy the sunset or sunrise? Whether you're flying around the world or driving across the country, we will share travel tips that will help you stay safe while you enjoy the journey. Join me every third Saturday of the month, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, and move around with Deborah here on the Female Solutions Show. Call in and comment, 515-605-9325, and press 1 to speak. issues on that, so we'll just come on back and are listening online and want to join this conversation, give us a call, 515-605-9325 or 515-605-9891. And... ready to take some more calls. And I believe we've got Minister Robert Floyd Plump on the line. Your mic is open. Go right ahead. We on Yashalom. We don't die. We multiply. Black is beautiful as you are. A superstar. Name of a peace. And Aslam Lakeham to family. Waalaikum salam. We appreciate you as always. So, Minister Plump, I know you've got grown children and and everything. Have you had that conversation with them about 
uh, your wishes for your transition, and if so, how did how did that conversation go? Well, thank you, uh, Naima. I appreciate you. Uh, you know, I'm a black historical, <laughs> so yeah. that's a serious that's a serious thing. However, I do have a. Uh, heirlooms, I have covenant heirlooms, you know, I have inside and outside uh, children, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. I, this is an excellent conversation, you know, especially for me to consider all things, you know what I mean, in the eyes yeah. of God, and everything must be, you know, in uh, a God uh, respect uh, as well as family and also, uh, you know, in the community, because I have heirlooms in all dimensions. You see, in my position as a, uh, a, uh, uh, I would say, a community activist and uh, president of a nonprofit and for-profit organizations. So, you know, uh, it's like anointed, appointed, and chosen leadership in all different even capacities or positions. And it's it's a tough decision, but I'm glad that you all having this discussion, especially in uh, Happy Black History Month, you know, and and happy, happy Savior's Black- Day. I'm on my way to I'm on my way to uh Savior's Day. You know, my trip is already paid round trip. And anybody that really might be interested in the last tickets that they have and round trip, then uh, they can reach me at 312-882-5935. And then I can uh, and put them in touch with uh, uh, Sister uh, Julia Muhammad, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm so glad, and you know, you, as they say, trouble don't last always. Don't last always. Like you say, you're a historian, and you have probably a lot of artifacts, a lot of uh, valuable things, things that you would want your family members to take care of. Do you have – I know you've got your your plum foundation. Do you have how that's to be handled when you're gone? Yes, uh, you're right. Uh, It's very important. Uh, You know, plump foundation, uh, uh, we have the Harold Washington Foundation, as well as uh, we have the People's March Incorporation. So we got it like uh, in Honey Jam Music Incorporation. I even owns my brother, uh, Stanley uh, Rich Martin's, uh, you know, estate. So uh, mm-hmm. it's a lot, you know what I mean? But it all, yeah. I'm so glad y'all having this. It, it, it's all important. You see what I mean? The, the most important thing I got from the day's uh, message and lesson is to write it down. You know what right. I mean? And then have witnesses, okay, to the facts, you know. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, in uh, uh, a lot of things, and most things, even when the Honorable Elijah Muhammad departed, he didn't have it all uh, written down in place. He mm-hmm. had some of the things. You see what I mean? Even Mayor Washington did not have what they call uh, a will. So it's important to have a will. It's important to have, uh, you know, uh, estate planning. And all of this was uh, very well, I would say, uh, brought out today with making me think even more. And the most important mm-hmm. way to think, 
is PMA, positive mental attitude, and then know yeah. who's who and what is what and what you want, really want to do. And if you write it down, no one can dispute that. So you all are, I thank God for the female solution. Y'all still telling the truth. Well, we appreciate you so much. We're going to see if we can get a couple of more calls before we go. But thank you so yes, much, ma'am. Minister Plum, because uh, you brought out a, a point. And, you know, something that he said that I, I want to address also, you have people who have businesses, who have organizations, who have, you know, other people that they're responsible for. How complicated does it get you transition and you, say, have a company or have, you know, an organization? Uh, maybe you've got employees or, or people that are on your staff. They're responsible for certain things. How important is it for those kinds of people to make sure, say, their job doesn't end because somebody who's head of a company or head of an organization that employs them transition, you know, is there a way to put in place safeguards so that all the people that you're responsible for are, are protected? Yes. Um, and that goes into what succession planning in both personal and in business. Um, the, uh, the issue that uh, Minister Pump just brought up is very, very critical. Uh, many of you that are on that are from the Chicagoland area can remember the building at 7801 South Cottage. Yeah. It was a wonderful office building, and uh, unfortunately, when the Honorable Elijah Muhammad made his transition, there was a question that uh, whether or not it was owned by uh, the, by the minister direct or if it was owned by the nation. Yeah. And uh and attorney Rufus Cook kept it up and or 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 had it in a tax free situation because he said it belonged to the nation but then it 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 was said no. It was not. And so, you know, you know that it was vacant. You know, it was it went into disrepair, and uh, even there was a group that wanted to buy it. I was a part of that group that wanted to buy it. There was infighting among the people in the community with the nation, with uh, uh, A.R. Leak Funeral Home, and that I represented, and the alderman in her parting shot as she left office, had it torn down. That was a travesty. That was a building that was unlike any other building on the south side. It had underground parking. It was a state-of-the-art building when it was made, and it was had a unique construction where they call it uh, uh, the facade could come off. We could have changed the look of the building, the way the genius of architect did that. Mm-hmm. And two of Muhammad, people don't know this, two of Muhammad Ali's cars were in the basement part wow. of that building. And the company that raised the building said, why did they tear this building down? Wow. It was in wonderful structural shape. 
It was a a steel beam building that could have, if the zoning would have allowed, could have gone up seven stories, but they had to stop where it was because zoning would not allow it to be over four stories. Mm. Uh, And so the guy that tore down the building got those two cars that it once belonged to the champ. (laughs) He said that was that was worth they didn't have to pay him, just give him the cars. Wow. Yeah that that those are the things that happen when you don't when you have not planned your work right and had someone to work your plan. Absolutely. That's That's just one that's definitely that's a historic uh, a historic example of what things are not put in writing, and you have a lot of people that are connected to an organization. So let me see. We've got a, we've got several callers here. Uh, we're going to take them in this order: seven zero six two zero two, and then eight one three six four six, and then uh, another caller on the on air network. Going to come to you uh, after that. So. Uh, Make sure you remember that other people are waiting to speak. And uh, 706-202, I believe that's uh, Baba Kwame, I believe. Uh, Grand Rising. As-salamu alaykum. Uh, Sister Naima, and to your guests, I am honored that somebody is finally putting our our lives in order because in order to continue, you have to know how. And I just, tra- my mother just transitioned. And the thing that we mm. did was we had all the things in order not to resuscitate because that's why we took her off life support. So the insurance policies that were made out to each individual child, the cremation policy that she had so she could be cremated in that part. And she did not want a service and she did not want, you know, to write an obituary. But there's a thing that I have a friend that I met in, in Texas. She runs a business. This is what she does is write obituaries. And she said is is because we need to start writing our obituaries because who better tells your life story than you? And you're having that constantly updated when you do certain achievements in your life in order to have that. But the other part is, is that when you're filling out a death certificate, and luckily I was there with my sister and my brother, is because you they're going to ask you what was the maiden name of that the person, the deceased's mm. parent. And a lot of people don't know what the maiden name was of their grandparent. And Isn't the other part is we have to begin to put in order our family tree. And in, yes. on the death certificate, they're going to ask you what is your nationality. My mother had descended from Shawnee Indians, our great-great-grandmother and, and the other grandmothers were Native. So they, the, the director was wanted to put African-American. I said, no, she's not an African-American. Her, her lineage is from the Native American. Because these are archives that we will go in to identify. So we got to know where we come from to know where we're going. And I thank Absolutely. her for... for informing the people as to getting things in order. Yes. I am so glad that you um, have made that statement, and my condolences to you, sir, in the passing of your mom. But it sounds like you guys did it right. Right. Um, One of the things that you did mention, 
and, and I think that this is extremely critical, extremely critical. Um, many times, as I said, I owned a title company. Many people are living in homes right now, today, that are not in their name. It's in the name of someone that has passed on. And people that pass on, they can no longer own property. <laughs> uh, that seems as if, you know, people should know that. But they have not done what needs to be done, which is, <clears throat> excuse me, which is to get that property changed into their name. And there's a thing called an affidavit of airship. So if any of you are out there right now that have not had the property changed from a deceased person's name, then you need to call, and I can show you how. And one of the things that the young man stated is that in our culture, more than other cultures, we have a who was this person related to. We generally have all the heirs, the immediate heirs, listed in our obituary. Yeah. That yeah. is a wonderful thing because yeah. it then establishes who is in that lineage. Yeah. And when you do an affidavit of heirship, and there's one person that wants to step up to become the owner, at least we know who the other heirs are that must be contacted to see if they will give their consent to let that one person that perhaps is in possession because they're living in that home or they're managing those properties. So if you haven't done it, please do it because if you need critical repairs, a roof done, you need, you know, and it's going to take financing, you will not be able to get it. That's why we have so many derelict and decaying properties in our community because people are in possession, but they are not on title. Mm. So you need to get That's a title important. so that you can get those repairs financed. Mm. Okay. We only got a couple of minutes Could left. I, we got a couple more I, those are, those are critical. Uh, well, let me, let me see if I can get uh, – we've got a couple of calls I want to try to squeeze in, and we'll try to get back to that next question uh, before we go. 312-383, uh, uh, open your mic. You're on. Go right ahead. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your, and your question for our guest. 312-383. Uh, unmute. Three one two three eight three. No okay. Okay. All right. Thanks so much. All right. Uh, and eight one three six four six. Got about thirty seconds for your question. Go right ahead. Yeah, just real quick. Uh, yeah, my mother passed like four years ago with no written instructions and had like a seven figure estate left on a copper property. So what I did, me and a cousin, because uh, it's in a distant city from where I'm at. Basically, I started a school that uh, family members educate them on the law, how to make repairs. And we have, like, little brief meetings, just me and my cousin, every day of the year for the last four years, going on five years. So I figured the best way to, to pass it on from generation to generation, 
set up a school within the family to educate people and then cash reserves, repairs, all that's all that's taken care of. So that that's I'll land my plane there. All right. Well thanks so much. And uh that was LA Davis from Florida. And uh, before we go, Baba Kwame, you had one one last uh, question. Yeah, that was, and L.A. kind of answered that because we have some property, some land down there that our great-grandfather, our grandfather owned. And the part of it is, is we're trying to see, you know, because we've been contacted and saying that this is the family tree. And, and we are, they're trying to buy the property from it. And we're trying to see what to do as far as dealing with the property, and L.A. just gave a great idea. Yes. Well, thank you so much, L.A. We appreciate that. And we appreciate all of you. I want to say thank you to our guest, who is a certified senior advisor. We've come to the And we want to make sure that we give you all an opportunity to get your affairs in order, and we bring in, and uh, thank you so much to our co-host, Kareem Hamid, and uh, dear sister Martha Nana for hooking us up. Make sure we get our American Muslim 360 family. Thank you so very much, and thank all of you for, for joining us today. And come on NaimaLatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Watch our TV shows, listen to our radio shows, order our books, and be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Arigato, Korea, Kamsanida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, Danke, Poland, John Cunyon, France, Merci, Spain, Gracias, Italy, Grazie, Egypt, Shukran, Ghana, Medasi, Nigeria, Eshe, South Africa, Ngiabonga, Senegal, Jared, Kenya, Asante, Israel, Toda, Pakistan, Shukriya, Afghanistan, Tashakur, Saudi Arabia, Shukran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you. And may peace be upon you and the mercy of God and God's blessings. And we'll see you tomorrow on The Female Solution. All right. And...